you know, Hussein, I was, you know, in in in, in your country not too long ago, and I've got a mm. bone to pick with you people. Um, with regard to coffee <laughs> specifically, um, Let's Let's I go. could not find a damn good cup of coffee anywhere to save my fucking life. Yeah, I think uh, in London, like a lot of the sort of coffee you get from, you know, your Pratt's and all the other chain places, on, they're not great. They're like, right. not, some of them are not bad, but like on the whole, they're not amazing. You sort of get them for the sake of getting them. I now like brew my own at home before I go, but I would usually just kind of go to Pratt to get like an Americano or something, which would yeah, just yeah, yeah. kind of sure, literally yeah, yeah. be to just get me through like the morning. Um, that being said, there are like a few places that are like pretty good. You know, I, th- I think it's more of a case of like, you really have to sort of know where you're going. So like, if you want a good cup of like espresso or you want a good Americano or something like that, then like you should go to grind uh, coffee house. I don't know whether you went there. I, I um, did not. I, this, I only, this episode yeah. is actually sponsored by Grind Coffee House. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. No, I can't write that commercial. No. <laughs> Subscribe now. They actually do have a fucking subscription service. I, I'm not even joking. They, they launched one during the pandemic. They have a fucking subscription service. Um, they should pay me. They should give me like pods to do that. But also I was going to say that in near the Trash Future Studio, in fact, right next to it, there's a pizza place. But that pizza mm. place also does coffee and it's like really fucking expensive. <laughs> like but... every pizza place. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pizza and coffee, the classic combination. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. Welcome to the worst of all possible worlds, the first and only podcast that is a combination pizza slash coffee place. I'm the worst of all possible AJs. I'm the worst of all possible Brian's. And I'm the worst of all possible Josh's. And we're back that was for a good, that was, dude. That was a good. That was a good intro. It, you know, we yeah. do our best here. We're 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 experts. We get paid for this. <laughs> I have espresso shooting out of my eyeballs. Let's fucking go. We love when our guests praise us, and we love to praise our guests because yeah. this week, joining us for yet another installment of Wits Endless Summer. The ongoing mm-hmm. subseries of the worst of all possible worlds, in which we recap he the what? There we go. Children's radio drama adventures and Odyssey. We have <laughs> the one, the only Hussein Kasvani. Hussein, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me on. Thank you for. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, the challenge of like trying to get a time to record this. Visa, this is like real fellas hours because my wife's asleep. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I would not have been the allowed to do this out tonight. I would not have been allowed to do this in any other situation except for this particular moment. So I'm pretty really glad <laughs> when I get to do this. Well, we're yeah! glad to have you joining us for this magical moment because when we do these episodes of Wits Endless Summer, we tend to find that some of the most interesting discussion that we have is with people who have some sort of relationship with evangelical Christianity, even if they themselves don't come from that tradition. And Mm -hmm. I think before we start, you know, getting into the episodes, which we, of course, will do, I'd love to hear a little bit from you, Hussein, about sort of what your background is with evangelicalism, sort of your experience with it. And then maybe also just a little bit about like what listening to these episodes felt like for you. So I didn't I didn't know if I have a direct relationship with like American evangelical Christianity, except for in like a very limited setting. So to address that first, I did a master's degree over the uh, lockdown, like lots of other people. I did it in digital anthropology, but I've also Mm. been very interested for a very long time in um, religion and technology and the ways in which like they intersect and the ways in which like digital culture kind of influences particular fine types of religious culture. And so Mm -hmm. my master's thesis was on, um, well, part of it was on uh, religious conversion and the conversion of 
uh, like, oh, like Christian conversion or like, or like converts to Christianity yeah, yeah. and how that was sort of taking place online. Um, I spent part of it in VR chat, like the sort of VR kind mm. of Oculus game where there were like people who were setting up churches and stuff. And also looking at like social media pages and looking at how there was almost like this competition between churches uh, and Christian groups to sort of like accumulate converts and almost exploit the sort of unique isolating period of the, of the pandemic to basically like bring people into the religion right? Uh, or like bring people into like various strands of like for religion. And part wow. of that was based in the US, part of that was based in the UK. And I think in the UK, like evangelical Christianity, like is kind of less permeating than it is in the US, but there are still like similar sort of like patterns in terms of the ways sure. in which like they advocate for themselves and the ways in which like the promises that they give the black and white uh, morality that is often yeah. used to, mm -hmm, which I think mm -hmm. is like very evident in this show. And then on a yeah. personal level, I mean, I, I, you know, just by judging by my name, obviously like I grew up as a Muslim, I still mm -hmm. am a practicing Muslim. Mm -hmm. um, although I feel like my relationship with it has changed like quite a lot over time, but I think there mm -hmm. are like similarities as well in terms of how, so in, in Islam, like the kind of way of the, the what a conversion is called dawah. And it's like, there are very similar ways mm. in which like that is sort of advocates. I've never, I've never really seen anything like this before. And we can go, we can go back to that. I mean, but, to be fair, most of the time when people listen yeah. to this show for the first time, that's their reaction yeah. but, is I've never yeah, heard yeah, anything yeah, yeah. like this yeah, before. But, but I was wondering if, because I know that when you, when, when Josh was on your show, uh, you talked about finding some similarities in terms of like Muslim pop culture and Christian pop culture, like things that are kind of designed to imitate things that are happening in like the commercial sphere, whether that's music or maybe movies or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. wondering if there were maybe sort of odd children's entertainments like this. Mm. I mean, I don't watch enough children's TV to really make a determination, sure. but I do, but I, but <laughs> right, I do right, know, right. but I do know, but I do know that like there is definitely an attempt to, and, and this isn't just for like Muslims. I think generally like one of the thing, one of the sort of like things about American evangelical pop culture and the way that it sort of gets exported is that like it almost kind of relies, it almost becomes this blueprint of like how religious kind of content should be made. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah, lots yeah. of like, so again, over sure. the pandemic, yeah. there were like lots of kind of um, kind of Muslim influences or like a couple of Muslim influence, not, not lots, but there were like one or two, but decided to sort of, sort of set up kind of like children's, uh, content, like YouTube channels oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, sure. And mm -hmm. so they were kind of like creating like situational drama, like, or situational, like animated, you know, dramas and stuff where they would sort of take on these kind of like morality questions and where the answer would always sort of be, you know, put your faith in God and put yeah, your faith yeah, yeah, in yeah. like all that stuff. And like, you yeah, know, ultimately yeah. you'll be fine. And so again, it's not like really as evolved as Odyssey from yeah. what I understand, but it's definitely like heading towards that direction, which is to say that like, I think a lot of the American um, pop culture, religious pop culture, like tends to sort of be um, the structure that lots that kind of other Western or at least like British kind of like equivalent to like one of the other, the other things I was thinking about um, mm. while I was listening to this was also like lifetime films. And how yes. like, yes. yeah. um, yeah. you guys have talked about like lifetime films and stuff. Lifetime we actually films, haven't. We should at some point. Oh lifetime, that's I really surprising. Like, God, I, guess, no. I guess like lifetime films like played like so during like in Britain, there's like daytime, like daytime TV is like a big yeah. thing. And right. um when uh like you know, when you were sort of off sick from school, for example, and you could only like watch the TV. Um, I would find like I would find myself like really, really bored and looking for anything. And like there was this one channel 
that played like lifetime lifetime dramas. Oh hell and yeah! So I dude. watched a wow. bunch of lifetime dramas like during like <laughs> my early teen years because there was nothing else on. And like quite oddly, they were pretty enthralling. Like some of them were like really like well, at least like in terms of the way that it was structured. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Know, it was like it was a compelling story. I can understand why people liked it so much. I haven't seen like recent lifetime. The last lifetime thing I watched, I think, was like. I don't even know if it was a lifetime drama, but it was like, it was about, um, it was about a swimmer that got addicted to pornography. Yes. Yes. Cyber seduction, his secret yes. life. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners may not know this, but Josh is obsessed with this shit. Well, yeah, also yeah, Mark yeah. movies, lifetime movies. Cyber like, seduction specifically yeah. got cataloged by something awful back in the day. Oh, okay. They did a recap oh. of it. That was like an old piece of content. Anyway. See, yeah. when I was a kid and I was staying home, uh, during the day, it was, yeah. The Price is Right of course, in 100%. reruns of MASH and Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which should also right. explain a few things about me in I particular. Think in, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in, in the UK, like, we, we had, like, there are sort of different types of TV packages, and my parents yeah. didn't want us to get what, I guess, what was equivalent to cable. So instead, okay. what mm-hmm. I had was, like, So Freeview. you did not have Sky growing up? No, I did not. So, okay. like, mm. we had the Freeview channel, and the Freeview channel, like, was a mixture of sort of British TV and like you had a couple of channels that basically played like syndicated like foreign stuff. Okay. Um, and so on the British TV it would either be like the news or it would sort of be like home redecoration shows and all that yeah, stuff. Of course. Oh, and so, yeah. you know, yeah, and so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so in an odd way, like the only kind of real source of entertainment up to when like they would run proper children's TV programs would be these kind of really weird lifetime dramas. And so, well, yeah, it, I, I, it, I guess there was a British, like, I guess there was like a British following for it. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I, well, here, here's a question, I guess. And then we'll get into the episode in just a moment. But one thing I'm wondering is, do you think that Adventures in Odyssey could ever develop a serious footprint in the UK? Or is it just too fucking weird? I think it's too weird. Um, yeah. I imagine that like, so, but actually, I don't know, because I, again, well, I, he, I don't, I don't want to like, <laughs> Brian, yeah. what were you going to say? Well, here's the thing. It does have an audience in the UK. Does it really? I wouldn't necessarily oh. say a big one, but I mean, it's not necessarily a big audience in the <laughs> it's, US it's, either. It's, it's, it's a weird it's of, kind of niche. Right, right, right. Half of those people listen to the worst of all possible yeah, worlds. Yeah, like, at this point, yeah. The whole reason why they changed the name of the show after the first like 10 episodes, because it was originally called Odyssey USA. The reason they changed that name to Adventures in Odyssey is because they were getting non-US audiences oh, okay. for it and they didn't want to be alienating to them. Because it just like it to me, like listening to it, it just felt very American. And it felt oh, it's very, extremely like, American. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it felt like watching a lifetime. And, and in some ways that sort of seemed to me to be its strength. It was really just mm-hmm. made, like in terms of painting this sort of like idyllic picture of a kind of you know a, a morally perfect town yeah and yeah. and i think i think the first episode that we listened to for this week's installment is maybe one of the ones that's most like a lifetime movie in that it's like sure there's yeah. a pretty straightforward oh, yeah. moral narrative it's like okay this happens and that happens and that happens everybody learns a lesson we yeah. all end up happy at the end of the day this is a uh, pen pal episode number 206 written yeah. by paul mccusker and a man named van trap of the famous Van Trapp family yeah, very singers, difficult man to Google because you look him up and then you just, you know, you, all you get is results about singing Austrians. Yeah. Um, from what I can tell Van Trapp, I think the guy that I found is a mm. pastor. Okay. This is the only episode of Adventures in Odyssey that he's written. I don't know if he had some other association with Focus on the Family. I'm wondering if they brought him in perhaps because maybe he has a a child who's blind or, you know, is blind himself or something. Obviously, this is a radio drama. They they got 
they they they've developed a degree of popularity among uh, blind audiences, right, even like right, non-Christian sure. audiences, because it's like the only game in town. No one else mm. is making radio dramas in 1992, you know? Not in the U.S. Right, right, right. No. Uh, you've got no, options true. in the U.K., but not so much around here. Yeah. This was originally aired on October 3 of 1992. This episode begins with Melanie, who we might remember. Melanie is the younger sibling of the Jacobs clan. Yeah. She's kind of the more gullible sister in the family. Yeah, she, she's the yeah. one who camped out behind the house waiting for the apocalypse to come. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, she has a new pen pal. She's been writing yeah. to this pen pal named Jenny. How nice. Yeah. And uh, also, like, we, we really need more characters named Jenny in this yes. show. Yes, we do. Like, yes. There's Wit's dead wife. Then there's the small child he oh, met yeah. who may have been the reincarnated ghost of his dead wife. That's right. And there's yes. his granddaughter, Jenny. Uh, who I don't think we ever actually featured on the show, AJ, but she is the uh, the the sister of of Wit's grandson Morty or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh uh, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps the most despicable character uh, in Odyssey so far. I'm gonna say Melanie. Melanie, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Melanie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on this fucking episode, sure, yeah, holy sure. Shit. Yeah, Melanie, Melanie, problematic for sure. We're gonna yeah. cancel her uh, during this well, episode. You know, she's a very important person. Her dad is the editor of the Odyssey Times. You know. They, they, That's true. They, they throw their weight around. That's right? true. Yeah, they sure fucking do. <laughs> Melanie has been writing Jenny again. They've become pen pals. It's not really explained how, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah. What matters is that Jenny and her family are in Connellsville, and they've come to Odyssey for dinner with the Jacobs family. Melanie's meeting her for the first time. Hello. Hi. Is this the Jacobs house? Yes, it is. And I'm Anne. Hi. You must be Mike and Linda. Right. Hi. Hi. And you're Jenny. Thank you for inviting us to dinner, Mrs. Jacobs. Oh, my pleasure. It's nice to finally meet you. Come on in. Thank you. Step up, Jenny. Thanks, Dad. I'm sorry we're so early, but we didn't know what a quick drive it would be. Oh, it's all right. Uh, look, I didn't get a chance to tell Melanie. Are they here? Oh, hi. Melanie, this is Mr. and Mrs. Roberts. Hello, Melanie. Hi, Melanie. And this is Jenny. Uh, hi, Jenny. Her hand is right in front of you, Jenny. Oh, there. Nice to finally meet you, Melanie. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, but I didn't get a chance to tell Melanie. Oh, boy. Tell me what? What Jenny should have told you in her first letter, Melanie. Mm, what? Uh, you probably figured it out by now, but I'm blind. The, uh, the dad sounds absolutely plastered in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he is... telling the first letter. <laughs> Okay. He is uh, very old. We have we have uh, met this this actor before, Tom oh, Williams. Okay. Tom Williams was in the episode about the the whole pig feud between the Meltzners. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh, and he shit. was the like old country <laughs> okay, guy. Just, hold on, who said your expression there? And that super effeminate gay uh, uh, train attendant. Yeah. Th th this is this is the deep lore. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I can see I was, you're already perking so, up. Because so, like I I really struggle with like anything any show that has like more than five characters. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. why like I checked out of like D&D &D whenever I've tried to <laughs> oh, do it. Oh, sure, sure, it's sure. It's why like I'm just right. very bad at video games. Um, and this sort of reminds me of one of my favorite YouTube videos, which is, and it's very like suited to me, like it is this guy who works at Crunchyroll, the anime website, explaining mm -hmm. like all 36 timelines of uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, oh, yeah, like yeah. 120 <laughs> characters. And he has this big whiteboard where he's like sort of connecting everything. And I'm just imagining you guys doing this right now, but with this show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. That's me. I'm I'm the Brian David. You're the Gilbert Brian David Gilbert of Adventures yeah, Odyssey. Yeah. But yeah. also saying you have to remember that in addition to that, I am also building my own secret lore to That's this right. show yes. that yeah. is on a separate whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, that I can put this to the real one. 
AJ has made so many like bizarre, dark jokes about the show that end up actually being fully 100% true predictions about where it's headed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, so the, the Odyssey like headcanon. Yeah, 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 yeah. the show yeah. is a hell mouse. It is. Yeah. It is. Oh my god! All your darkest <laughs> desires come true at wit's end. So curious to hear our thoughts about you know Melanie and her discomfort with Jenny. Things of that. Oh nature. fuck, Melanie! Fuck her so much. Yeah, Mel- like, Melanie is just a real jerk in this episode. <laughs> yeah, and and but the, I think the weird part is that the show like chastises her for it, but is mm-hmm. also very much like. But like you get it, right? Right, like, right, right. The, the it tries show, to have its cake and eat it too. Yeah. The antipathy yeah. for the blind is mm-hmm. very clear in this because it is a both sides are wrong kind of thing that ends up happening in this episode that I just I don't it makes me queasy. Yeah, it's it's not fun. What is fun is there's a little music cue here. Uh that, that's kind of fun. <laughs> We're learning about the blind. (laughs) It's very funny. Obviously, this is not John Campbell. This is another one of the semi-regular composers on the show. I I get real deep in the deep lore, Hussein. I I, I apologize in advance. but This this music was written by uh, Pat Woodland. Um, Another Hmm. episode where we noted his music specifically uh, was the same episode that Tom Williams was in, the Feud for Thought episode with the pigs and everything that had the little like. So every time we have a weird sting, we have this guy to thank. Basically, apparently. Um, Also, Jenny's mom, I just wanted to point out, is an actress named Vaughn Taylor, who is in a few soap operas here and there. Not to be confused with the male actor Vaughn Taylor, who was active like 30 years earlier, who was in Psycho and Cat in the Hot Tin Roof. Um, this was the mom in Focus on the Family's live action and cartoon video series, McGee and Me. Uh-huh. So she's the one playing Jenny's mom here. Mm. The longtime listeners are furiously taking notes, right? <laughs> <laughs> but there's uh, the, the thing about this episode that I think is most frustrating. It, I mean, apart from the ableism, is that it's mm-hmm. so clearly about a young girl battling with her own homosexuality. And just it absolutely refuses to engage with that on any level. I uh, it's because it's not about that, AJ. But that's fine. That's an um, interesting reading. I well, did, no, no. I mean, I actually have some sympathy with this because when I first, because this is obviously the thank first you. episode. <laughs> this was the first episode of this show that I have never experienced yeah. before, and I did right. not like research beforehand. And and once and so when the when like the episode was opening, I was just like, okay, yeah, something something sort of going on here. Like the fact that she's sort of so conscious about like what this girl thinks about her Mm. and whether she's dressed right and stuff. And like, you know, and it's not to sort of be like, Oh, like immediately there must sort of be this kind of like romantic connotation to it. Yeah. But at the same time, I was just kind of okay. Like this sort of represents seems to represent like a more significant relationship for her. One that seems to kind of be an elevation of a friendship. And so her reaction to the blindness, the the way that Melanie sort of approaches that, or like the way that at least she expresses that initially seems to almost be one of betrayal, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, There seems to be something like a lot deeper into that, which like even beyond the sort of like, is it romantic or is it not? Like the show doesn't really engage with that either because it can't really engage with it. The problem with these types of of programs is that they can't really afford to sort of go beyond black and white morality. And so you sort of know going in, but like, okay, you know that one person sucks and one person is good, but the yeah. person that sucks is going to be good at the end of it. So like, it's chill. right. Well, and in, in this case, it's not so much that, that, you know, Jenny sucks. It's just that she well, is Melanie sucks. She's, Melanie sucks. <laughs> but it's also like that yeah. Jenny, Jenny is disabled. 
right? So yeah. It, yeah. it immediately otherizes her, and the whole point of her is to be the other. And I imagine that this is sort of like thematic throughout some of the shows, which is that when they're kind of dealing, or when these characters like have to confront other characters that are sort of framed as having these kind of moral problems or these moral dilemmas, like mm -hmm. the characters in question are never really sort of the focus. It's really about like maintaining, like they have to eventually be fixed, but you also know right. that they're going to be fixed in order to sort of like reconcile the underlying kind of unquestionable morality of this area, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. town or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Yeah. And like 99% of the time, I think that is entirely accurate. And then there's just every once in a while where it does become about the characters and right, right. the show gets good. Yeah. It's, it's like, I guess the best way to put it, but this is not one of those. No, definitely not. So hey there, you are listening to a preview of a premium episode of The Worst of All Possible Worlds. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this, head on over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash worst of all and you can listen to not only the rest of this episode, but our entire backlog of premium episodes, bonus episodes, and if you subscribe at the $10 tier, you will get an extra episode of the podcast every single month. Again, that is patreon.com slash worst of all. Hope to see you there.